Welcome back to On the Scene. My name is Danielle DeVoe. I am your guest host for tonight, and we are broadcasting live from the Princess Twin Cinemas. We are down in their beautiful gallery space, looking at beautiful art on the walls. And I am joined tonight by our guest, Sarah Guidlinger. Sarah, welcome so much. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. So, it seems silly to even say this, but for those of you who don't know... (laughs) Sarah is a Waterloo Region photographer and digital storyteller in the community. She is the co-host and producer of Bond Park Podcast, uh, a much-loved podcast that also airs on Midtown Radio, as well as an unscripted spectacle, and has recently been working on a short film with support from the Waterloo Region Arts Fund, entitled Playtime the Movie, and the film shines the spotlight on the joy of childhood toys and dives into a local toy shop Welcome to On the Scene, and I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I love toys, I love movies, I love arts fund funded projects. So it's really all the things I love. Perfect, I love that. <laughs> Lots of love going on. <laughs> so, I mean, I think a lot of artists will have had this experience of pitching a project to arts fund mm-hmm. with the, the belief in their heart that it, they could realize yeah. it if they just got some funding. What, what was it like pitching your project? How confident were you going in? Oh, zero percent. So <laughs> I think that was my fifth application. Um, and I just kept trying different ideas, sort of like taking stabs at it, trying different, um, you know, photography-related ideas, and one was a podcast-related idea. For some reason, this one stuck, and really, it kind of came to fruition um, as an idea with my podcast partner, my creative partner, Marshall Ward, local writer, beloved guy. Um, he wrote an article about Robbie De Silva, who runs this shop, 3D Vintage Toys, Stuff and Things, at the St. Jacob's Farmer's Market, and um, Robbie was telling him a story about how when people walk into the shop, um, and, and you find something from your youth, that strawberry shortcake doll or that Tonka truck or that lunch pail that you had, whatever that was, um, that you're transported in time. So when, you, when, you're, when you're faced with something tactile from your childhood, he said that people like zone right out and it's like they're in a trance and they're transported in time. So that's where this idea of playtime came, came from. It was Marshall's writing um, and me sort of trying to step over into filmmaking because being a photographer and a podcaster, it's kind of the next natural step. It feels like the next natural step for me. You're taking sound and images, and you're putting them together. It seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> and that it, your film is has its premiere next week on November 10th at the Princess. Mm-hmm. How how excited are you? For how, I thought you were going to say how ready are you? For how, this? Yeah, <laughs> is, is the film finished? Is it ready? Sure, it is. Of course, isn't everything always finished on time? Uh, I'm so excited. It's it feels like it's been um, a long time in the making. We've been filming since last winter, um, and just sort of laboring over every little detail. We've pulled all of our friends into the project. Um, could you write this? Could you say this? Could you lend us that toy? My children have found toys for me and bought them for me and, and brought them home. Um, uh, so I'm very excited to share it. It's, it's a beautiful little film. And um, I want to actually, since we're at the princess, I wanted, I wanted to share this little story. The reason why it's called Playtime the Movie, and I don't think I've actually told anybody this, but um, when I went to like get a website, there is a movie called Playtime from 1967, and it's it's beautiful. It's shot on 70 millimeter, and it's this like futuristic, um, like hyper consumerism, Paris uh, story, and it's kind of a comedy, but it's not funny. And it's on the, it's shot on this very elaborate set that cost them like I don't know so much money. Um, but that's why I had to add the movie because I'm like, oh, there's already a movie called Playtime. So if you go looking for it, you won't find it. That's that's a great reason to have to call right? something a I know. movie. And now yours is the definitive movie right, because it says the, the movie yeah. right there in the title. Um, is it is it a spoiler if we ask you what your favorite toy from childhood is? Oh, no, not at all. So 
totally opposite of what it's supposed to be. I rejected dolls, Barbies, um, you know, My Little Ponies. I, I remember, actually, this is a great story. Um, if anyone remembers the Cabbage Patch craze in the mid-80s, I remember being with my mom at Highway Market in town, and um, and the moms were, like, ripping open these Cabbage Patch boxes and changing the outfits on the dolls and, and putting them in different, and just making sure they got, like, the one, the rarest one, you know, when they're just as, uh, as valuable as Beanie Babies now, I suppose. But um, my mom was doing this for me, and I was like, I don't want a Cabbage Patch Kid doll. Like, she was caught up in this frenzy. And I was like, I, I never played with dolls. So for me, uh, it was Tonka trucks, dinky cars, like matchbox cars, dinky cars, um, anything in the mud. We grew up, <laughs> I grew up um, beside a forest and the forest was my playland and, you know, barefoot and running around in there, uh, getting burrs in my hair and climbing trees. That was, that was my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So not a Cabbage Patch doll. Not at all. I, I didn't have, I, I did not have a Cabbage Patch doll because my mother hated them good so she, she was she onto was, something uh, she, i mean toys she, are wonderful like, <laughs> she she put down her yeah exactly you should you should really limit the toys your children have that's sure. the message of this movie that's where we're going to come down at the end is to say toys bad yeah <laughs> but also toys good i mean we talked to so many people in this film that um there there's some big collectors like there's people who have like like thousands of items from one specific genre of toy like we talked to this man drew and he has an entire room in his house dedicated to ghostbuster 2 two mm-hmm. right wild um or Luis, we talked to he's got thousands of my little ponies but he's not a brony he makes it very clear that's a totally different thing um but what seems to happen is there's like a turning point in people's lives when they become collectors like that where they're you know um you know something happened or you had to face growing up or um you know you you had to start like abandoning childhood innocence and they sort of go back to those toys all the time to remember what it's like to be free and joyful yeah and i i really love collectors and collections especially in this moment where we're we're really being pulled into different directions Mm -hmm. where there's like the hyper consumerism of the absurdity of just having all the crap Mm -hmm. and then there's the obsessive minimalism of you must dispense with all worldly goods and only then will you find truly find happiness and I think collectors really throw a cog in both of those machines. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree with that more. And I relate with both because I do collect some things, um, not toys specifically, but you know, I, I was... I camera was, equipment. Camera equipment, <laughs> podcasting equipment, filming equipment, antique cameras, vinyl, newly guitars, which is starting to become a problem, but um, <laughs> old sad memories and songs. That's another thing I collect. But, you know, but I always call this like the, one of the biggest regrets of my adulthood was the great garage sale of 2010 when I got rid of everything. And I mean everything. Things that I really should have kept. But I had two little kids and a tiny house and I had no space and I let it all go to somebody else. And you know, it takes a while to get over that. Oh, well, when you are a guest on Radio Free Sundays, you should ask David Harms about the great garage sale tragedy. I will he ask has, him. <laughs> he has a story. Throwing that one out there. I know he's listening. So there you go. Sarah okay. would like to hear about your great garage sale tragedy. We can commiserate together because, oh, regrets. His I've was not regrets. self-inflicted. Oh, 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 sorry. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit more. About, so you're talking to collectors. Yeah. Um, you know, is there any, any stories from the film that really, that really stuck with you? Oh, so many. Oh, my goodness. Um, some of them that didn't even make it into the film, to be honest. I mean, our, our hero of the story, Robbie De Silva from 3D Vintage Toy Stuff and Things at the market. Um, you know, he, he tells his story about 
growing up in the 80s and having an escape and he even he even talks about um, being under the stairs like with Star Wars sheets reading comic book by the light of his light bright like it's, you could you could picture this when he's telling you this but you know he has he's had a tough road and he um, faced depression and things like that in his life and by night he actually works as an overnight counselor for at-risk youth right so and then by day he's selling these toys and dealing in these toys so he's actually like a real-life superhero at night taking care of children and being like a comfort to them the way that our toys were to us when we were little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of amazing. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I have young children watching them grow up yeah. and, and I, I, I often perceive the things that they have as garbage and yeah. I often want to get rid of them mm-hmm. because they're usually on my floor in a really inconvenient location. Mm-hmm. And there's just, who hasn't stepped on them. Lego in the night. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so, you know, so there's some things that I value like Lego. I, I like, I have a bin for yeah. it. It's all in the same place and I value it and I don't want to get rid of it. But there's other things that I'm like, this is crap and we shouldn't have to keep it. But they have really strong memories. They really, it's deep. Oh, you can hear the movie on right <laughs> now. Like perfect timing. Really strong yeah. memories. Ta-da. The children and then the crack of thunder and then mom threw away <laughs> their thing the that they love but but it's but it amazes me because they also you know they will remember things they're, they're four and six now and mm-hmm. my six-year-old will remember things that she had when she was two yeah and she'll but ask they me about they never it forget. she'll say no. where does it I have, where is that yeah. and and I think I threw it away four years ago yeah. and I thought I got away with it it's and gone. I didn't get away yeah. with it but you know that the, the way that toys really imprint themselves on our psyches and these really oh they really do profound and then we forget sorry to speak over you we we forget like it's uh, your interview go ahead is it (laughs) i'm used to being on the other side but you know we we sometimes you know we put them away and it it is sort of like the sad tale of you know growing up and and forgetting childish things but we put these toys away and then it's sometimes when we're confronted with them like in robbie's shop that you're transported and you remember and and for me there's a lot of like the tactile nature of the toy, the smell, um, for me, like, uh, personally when I'm walking through the woods and when I'm, you know, enjoying like a fall walk or then there's a lot of mud to squish my running shoes in and all that kind of stuff. That's when I really feel like a child again. Um, but I've seen it in Robbie's shop. I've seen, I was standing there talking to him about like, Hey, so we got this grant. Oh, regional Waterloo arts fund grant, like supported this, um, movie. And, um, I was like, Hey, we got this grant. We're going to go ahead. Here's the ideas. And I saw this young woman come by with her partner and she saw, I think it was Funshine Care Bear on the shelf and she was drawn to it. Right. She just sort of gravitated towards it. And she brought it up to the counter and she kind of chatted with Robbie for a little bit. And she said, my mom's going to kill me, but I can't leave her here. And Rob said, yeah, I know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get it. Like she had to take her home, right? A grown woman needs this Care Bear, this Funshine Bear to take home and feel that little piece of joy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to chat more about some of your other projects, right. but just remind us when is your movie filming? Right. Uh, or showing. Oh, it's filming. like, it's I'm filmed. saying the wrong it's words. Filmed. It's filmed. <laughs> showing at the Princess I got scared Cinema. for a second. Yeah. <laughs> words have meaning and they have language, emotional impact on people, so. and you should be careful <laughs> with what you say, Danielle. Okay. When can people see your film? So it's playing here at the Princess Twin um, in Waterloo on Thursday, November 10th at 7 p.m. and on Saturday the 12th at 2 p.m. And we're planning some more screenings after that because people seem to want to see it. Okay, great. Well, hang tight. We're going to talk about some of your other projects. But first, we are going to do our events listening listing. We're going to talk about all of the music that people can go check out this weekend in town. Sarah, would you like to know what musicians are playing at Always. local bars around yes, town? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. So, uh, on 
Friday at Descendants, you can see Kevin Coates and Don Featherstone. Uh, on Friday at the Duke of Wellington, you can see Drew Rose and The Gathering. And on Saturday at the Duke, you can see Chris Stray. And at The Hub, there's tons. I don't even know what that is, but something crazy, some dan- dance parties happening at The Hub. Um, on Saturday at Jane Bond, there's Dana Sonic. The Jazz Room this weekend, of course, has shows Friday and Saturday night. On Friday, there's Kevin Turcott, Eric St. Laurent, and Jordan O'Connor. And on Saturday night, there's Benjamin Deschamps Quintet. At the Rich Uncle Tavern this weekend on Friday's Unheard Of and on Saturday, Saturday, Maria and Chris. The Registry Theatre has a couple different events this weekend. Boyd at 90 plus 6, Boyd McDonald Celebration Concert on Friday, and then Clefts of Mower, uh, his CD, their, their CD release party uh, on Saturday night. Strikers, Katie Topham is there on Saturday. TWB, the Sound Effect Podcast Live on Saturday night at 5 p.m. You should definitely go check that out. And that is all of our music listings for this weekend, which is great. There aren't that many, which means you can go to the Princess Twin Cinemas and also check out a movie, take in a movie. Uh, Speaking of music and someone who's not playing in the region this weekend because she plays all over the place because she's an international superstar, Alicia Brilla. So we are going to uh, hear her song play, which our producer picked because it kind of went with the theme for the movie. (laughs) 